perfect time, it feels like I'm too late. And I know I'm still great in spite of my mistakes. Once again, you're listening to another episode of She Speaks. And as usual, thank you so much for listening. So about a few weeks ago, I had went to an event for bloggers and it was mainly it was mainly a networking event and we did a like a panel and kind of like this hands-on open this open discussion about different things. But the particular topic that we were discussing that day was social media. And I realized that I have fell victim to many of the social media games. Um, one of them was just the simple fact that we go on there and, you know, we, we spend so much time on social media. There was, you know, there were times where I would be at work on social media. I would be driving on social media. I would be at home on social media. Like, if anything happened, I pretty much knew every single thing that they posted, tweeted, shared, or whatever. I pretty much knew about it because I always saw it. And it wasn't until I started hanging around other people and I would be at events like parties or concerts or whatever. And I realized then how much I was on my phone and not really enjoying the moment as much. So probably since then, which I mean was recent, it was within the last year. Like I'm not going to bullshit y'all act like I grew up years ago. Um, It was probably within the last six months to a year that I stopped posting as much. I stopped filming as much. Like I would be out at a club or something. And you know, for the most part, I'm pretty chill. I don't really dance. If I do dance, you should probably take my keys. But (laughs) I would be out with people and we would be kind of chill for the most part. But then, you know, we pull out our phone. We got to record, get hype on camera just to show people that we're having a good time and then go back to being chill. And I mean, I used to be one of those people. I I really did. Like, I'm not going to bullshit y'all. I was one of those people. But it wasn't until I saw somebody else do it, like multiple times. And I was like, this shit looks retarded. <laughs> or like, if I'm out at a concert and I did this, I'll probably say the last concert I did this for was probably I went to go see Janet Jackson. Um, I did it for, I went to go see Kendrick Lamar too. I went to go see him in Sacramento a few years ago. And then I went to Janet a few months later and I, looking back on it, realized that I recorded damn near the whole concert. And although I still had fun at the concert, I felt like I probably could have enjoyed myself more if I would have been living more in the moment instead of trying to record it for everybody else, like they could have enjoyed it too if they would have spent their money to go. So I realized probably then I was doing way too much on social media or I would sit there and post that I was out just kind of enjoying myself just to kind of show people that, you know, I, I kind of have a life just, just a little bit. And people would be like, oh, where you at? I'm going to pull up. And it's like, oh, that wasn't what I wanted. Like, (laughs) if I wanted you guys to pull up, like, I would have invited you, I promise. But I didn't. And now you're trying to see where I am because I posted that I was out. So I was like, eh, no. if If I take a picture of something, it has to be no indication of where I am. It has to be probably after I've already left the spot. Or maybe it's like an open area where it's like, okay, maybe if I see somebody, I wouldn't mind. 
Um, and I mean, even now, I still, I still do posts like that, but it's, it's not as often. Um, you know, most of the time I am working, but if I do go out, unless I feel like I'm looking cute or something that day, I'm probably not going to record that I'm even out. I'm probably not even going to post that I'm out. Um, and that's simply just because I have decided to try to learn and enjoy the moment. Another topic that we discussed was the comparison game, which is where, you know, you're on social media, you're looking at people, and most people know that when they're posting these photos, it most likely will have a filter. It's most likely the best photo out of 12. And it's really just the best representation of what they want to be seen as. It's not always the raw images. Most people, you know, I mean, not going to say most people, a lot of us, everybody wants to look good on the camera. Like, it's very rare that you'll find somebody that's going to post a photo and it's like, you know what, fuck it. I know I'm ugly. I know there's one out of clothes. I know there's a last mission. I know my edge up ain't where it's supposed to be, but I'm going to post that shit anyways. Like, it's not too many raw edits of people on social media. And you know what? I get it. That's fine. Because I know me personally. Especially with me having a short haircut and right now, although this may change, it's subject to change at any moment, I decided I'm going to try to grow my hair back out. So I'm kind of in the beginning phases of the childish Gambino look. So I probably won't be posting a lot of selfies. And I mean, that's just kind of what it is. And I've seen, I've seen people online where they have these TWAs and they look bomb, but I'm not always that person. Maybe when I get my eyebrows done and after like a fresh face mask, but other than that, I'm not that type of person. But I know um, I used to have locks. I had locks for about two and a half years. So I used to follow all these lock pages. And now that I've cut my hair, now I'm trying to follow all these haircut pages, but the lock pages still show up. So I'll sit there and I'll be like, oh my God, I miss my locks. And I feel like that's fucking with me. So I had to, in the process of me rebranding my IG, um, I had to follow some of those pages because it's just like, that's not where I'm at anymore. They brought up how, you know, what's probably good for your mental health is to follow pages that are more beneficial to you, that are more motivational to you, that apply to you. If you don't have locks, why are you still following lock pages? Or, you know, if you're if you're trying to get an idea for this, like whether it's entrepreneurship or whatever the case may be, follow things that fall in line with your life and your timeline will see so much better, which I rebranded that I did. I followed some people. I followed new people. I actually I had over a thousand photos on my IG and I noticed how somewhat childish they were. (laughs) or some of them just didn't apply anymore I just didn't have those friends anymore or you know I didn't I just wasn't doing that anymore so I rebranded my IG I deleted most of those photos I went from over a thousand photos to less than a hundred I made my page public simply just because with me starting my you know my podcast and other business ventures I had going on it would have to be public anyways And instead of restarting my IG with new followers, I figured I might as well just rebrand what I have, people that are familiar with me, so I don't have to search for them all over again, and go from there. 
I did remove a lot of the photos from my child. I probably will post him here or there because I feel like my child is hilarious. But since my page is public now, I don't want to put so much of him on social media like I used to. Like, you know, every mom's been that person where we've had to post every single thing that our child has done, said, or looked like that day. And looking back on it, I feel like, yeah, that's kind of unnecessary. Like, I don't need to post a photo of me and my child every time we're doing something just for people to feel like I'm a good mom. Like, my son thinks I'm awesome, which is really all that matters. I don't need to post photos to prove it. Um, but once again, that was something that came out over time when I started looking at myself and looking at other people and was like, yeah, this is a little bit too much of me on Facebook. But, I mean, that, that all comes in time. Um as far as insecurities and friends and looking at people's lives and seeing how they're out all the time. And it's like, you start to get envious. Sometimes you sit there and you look and you're like, Oh my God, like I wish I had the money to do that. Or I wish I could have the time off to do that. But you don't know that person's story. You don't know how much time they're putting in. You don't know how much money they put in or didn't put in. You don't know who all they know. And it's like, you can't, I feel like you you'll enhance your insecurities and you'll become more envious of people if you focus your goals and everything else on social media. So I think for the sake of my mental health, when I had to rebrand myself, I had to keep that in mind. And I am actually thankful that that panel brought that to my attention, even though I had already knew just to hear it vocalized and it wasn't just me from like-minded individuals, it was like, okay, yeah, I'm not tripping. Maybe I should, you know, get my life together. <laughs> but um, on top of those insecurities, another thing that I actually did want to bring up is just the effect of what it can do on someone's mental health. Um, as we all know, and as we've all seen, we all witnessed the murder of Nipsey Hussle. And it it was it was tragic. It was tragic for multiple reasons. Obviously, because he was a black man, he was a father, he was somebody's husband, he was somebody's son, somebody's friend. He was someone who came from the hood, put money back into his hood to build his hood back up, and they killed him in his own hood, on his own property, in his own storefront that he was comfortable where, you know, he was loved, and it just happened in cold blood, and not only did it happen in cold blood, but it was recorded, and another thing that the, the Nipsey situation brought up that um, I kind of already knew, but it kind of resurfaced, is that we tend to share a lot of things on social media that we shouldn't. Um, when the news first broke about Nipsey, um, I was just, it was a Sunday afternoon. I was at home chilling. My son was in the other room ignoring me as usual. And I was just on Twitter and whatever, minding my business. I actually, I think I saw it on Twitter. And the first thing I saw was there was a shooting at, there was a shooting at his store and he got shot six times. That was the first thing I saw. It was just like, a, it was a tweet and it wasn't even an article. And I was like, oh shit. And then the next thing I saw after that was a photo of him on the ground with blood coming from his head. And I was like, oh, well, I didn't need to see that. And then it got worse. 
um, I end up seeing the video of him on the ground and they were doing CPR, they were doing chest compressions, they were flipping him over, they were trying to get a pulse out of him, they were just doing CPR, and it was just the raw image of that, that it, 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 it hit home, and it almost became like, oh my god, I have to find out more, oh, oh my god, this is fucked up, it made, it made it worse, um, it kind of actually reminded me, although these are two different artists, <laughs> two different situations, it kind of actually reminded me when XXX Tentacion got shot and killed last summer. And, you know, he was robbed at gunpoint and then they shot him anyways. And there was video footage of him hanging out of his car. And it was just like, you could just see his lifeless body hanging out of the car. And so many people shared this image and didn't realize how much of a nerve that struck um you know even though death is a part of life the image of death isn't always common it isn't always normal we know that everybody's gonna die we know that we're gonna die we've experienced death in our family whether it's a parent whether it's a brother a sister a friend a cousin your neighbor whoever we've experienced it quite often but i just feel like the death of someone, someone's lifeless body, is something that probably should be treated a little bit more sacred. But with the introduction of social media, unfortunately, it's not. And I mean, even even then, we learned it years ago with so many recorded killings on Facebook Live or IG or just Facebook, period, where people's deaths are being recorded and shared for views, for likes, or for awareness whichever justification you have for sharing someone's lifeless body still does not take away the fact that you are sharing somebody's loved one who lost their life and it's easy access situations like nipsey and xxx tentacion and eric gardner and i think his name was phil the the dude that got shot in the car the one with the um he had a carry permit and he told the police that he had a carry permit and there was a gun in the glove compartment and he went in the glove compartment to get his wallet or something and they shot him anyways. You know, these people have loved ones, these people have kids and when their loved ones and kids and everyone else gets older, all they have to do is Google the death of this person and they can see what happened. And I think until you've actually experienced the situation, where you've witnessed the death of someone that you love outside of the traditional hospital setting, how deep that is. Um, You know, I lost my mom uh, in 2016, and it wasn't like I lost her in a hospital setting. She was found dead in the home. I had to go in her house and ID her body. That was an image that even though I was fully grown, I think I was like 26, that image of a dead person that I loved wasn't something that I needed to see, but I saw it anyways. But I could only imagine how I would feel if that same scene had to be replayed over and over and over again because people on social media are sharing the image. Like, I don't think people realize how much that can actually affect someone's 
mental health, how that can affect someone's psyche, how that can hurt someone's heart, how that can hurt someone's feelings to have to relive that over and over and over again. So, I mean, as much as social media is a blessing to some, it's really a curse to others. And I really think that it kind of should be, it kind of should be monitored a little better. And I feel like it should be rebranded. I feel like there's just some things that just do not belong on social media. There's no particular reason why, you know, for the first couple of hours of his death, all I saw was his lifeless body being shared on social media. There's no reason why when we found out about XXXTentacion that his lifeless body got shared or Eric Garner or Phil or just so many other people that were shot and killed for whatever reason, whether it's by the police or whoever, there's just no reason why the images of their dead bodies should be so easily accessible. I really think that, you know, people should actually be more conscious of the photos that they take or the things that they share because you never know how it's going to affect someone, how it's going to trigger someone. And I mean, it's really an evil world that we live in. As much as social media is a great tool, it's very knowledgeable. You can find out so much about things on social media. It can also create situations like this and it's fucked up. So, you know, as much as it's a marketing tool, it's a business tool, it's a way of communication you're also dealing with the evils of it with the fact that you know it can create insecurities it can rebirth memories that we don't want to relive it can share information that we don't really want to be shared or that needs to be shared or the fact that life's most intimate moments are no longer intimate they're no longer as valuable because it's just so out there and I really feel like I don't see it getting any better. I don't see it becoming more moderated. Unfortunately, I don't see any of that. It's most likely going to get worse. And unfortunately, that's that's just the way it is. But at least I think if people take that into account and be more mindful of it, that at least the people that are on your timeline will start to make those changes or you be the person to make that change to be more mindful of what you post, you know, being more mindful of things that are more intimate, being mindful of just the fact that not everything goes on social media or the fact that you don't like, it's okay to unfollow. It's okay to block people. It's okay to walk away from social media for a while. There's times that I've had to do it. Like I know I wasn't posting on Facebook for quite a few months like I don't even think I started posting on Facebook until recently and even then it's still rare um I just told you guys I rebranded my IG to remove a lot of things on there that I didn't want to be public since my page is not public um there was different people that I had to unfollow there were things I had to unfollow there were different pages I had to start following just to try to change what I'm seeing because as much as I would like to put my phone down and enjoy life more habitually, my phone is still in my hand. And it could be for various reasons. It could be for business. It could be for leisure. It could be for music. It could be just because I'm used to it being in my hand. It could just be for multiple reasons. But I know me personally, dealing with the wake of the Nipsey murder and everything else, if you feel like you need to take a break from social media, take a break. 
I get it. If you find yourself scrolling so often that you find a lot of insecurities that you probably wouldn't have had just in everyday normal life, it is really okay to put the phone down. I've done it. I will still do it. I still stand by it. And I've become somewhat in a better mood for it. You know, there was a point in time where I was really insecure. I was really down. I was thinking about so much. And then everything I followed on social media mirrored how I felt and it made it worse. It took me having to block certain things, block certain people, change my approach, change what I was seeing to uplift my mood. And that's the same thing I'm going to do with this whole Nipsey thing, because even though I wasn't a diehard fan, I respected him as a man. I respected what he did for L.A., for the community. You know, I'm I'm familiar with him. I'm from California. I've heard his music. I've seen him. I've followed what he's done in the community. So it hurt me as if he was a friend. It, it just hit different. So I know for the past couple of days, his death has been all over social media, and I decided to take a break from it. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to scroll as much. I'm going to go out and do something. I've been out trying to get some sunshine, working on other things, and it's helped. If you don't take anything else from this episode, just understand that although social media is a gift and a curse, if it's doing anything to throw off your equilibrium or mess with your mental health, it's okay to take a break. Thank you so much for tuning in, and you guys have yourself a great rest of the week.